Many of us have probably learned about the blue zones or longevity hotspots around the world, including Okinawa, Sardinia, and Loma Linda, but there are others. Today's February articles by Emily Lawrence in Well and Good introduce us to Daniel Kennedy and his interest and research in other places where centenarians are common. Experts unpack longevity secrets from five different cultures around the globe and four longevity tips inspired by centenarians living in Mexico. AARP writer Charles Schroeder's article adds lessons from Hong Kong, the longest living place on earth. Beginning with experts unpack longevity secrets from five different cultures around the globe. What's the secret to living a healthy long life? It was the big question on Daniel Kennedy's mind when he set out to direct and produce his aptly named docuseries, Healthy Long Life. Besides wanting to know to inform his own personal habits, he had a stake in finding the answer for professional reasons, too. As the CEO of Oasis of Hope Hospital in Tijuana, Mexico, helping people live well into old age is one of his great missions. Kennedy decided to travel all over the world this was pre-pandemic, to see if he could find the answer by learning from the world's leading longevity experts. I was interested in going to the longevity capitals of the world, Kennedy says. Of course, the research on blue zones caught my attention, but there are many other places where living to be over 100 in good health is common, so I wanted to go other places too. As of January 2020, life expectancy in the U.S. was 78 and 7 tenths years and is projected to increase to 85 and 6 tenths by the year 2060, although the ongoing coronavirus pandemic may affect that estimate. We have modern medicine to thank for this, but what modern medicine has failed to do is add more healthy years to life, Kennedy says. We are living longer because we are able to overcome infections and treat disease. But what modern medicine doesn't do as well is prevent disease. With that in mind, Kennedy says he wanted to learn from cultures outside the U.S. that value other healing traditions. While he did visit a few Blue Zone regions, he traveled far and wide to unsung longevity hotspots, too. So, did he discover the secret to living a healthy long life? Kennedy says he definitely came back from the trip wiser. Here are some highlights of what he learned about longevity from five different countries around the globe. India. Kennedy traveled to India to learn more about Ayurveda, a holistic medicine practice that has been around for over 5,000 years and its potential to increase longevity. He spoke with some of the country's leading health experts, including non-invasive cardiology pioneer Bimal Chayur, MD, and spice expert Deepa Krishnan to learn about how Ayurvedic principles play primary roles in many Indian people's lives. 
Traditionally, Ayurvedic practices are used to bring balance to the body based on each person's individual dosha, their emotional and physical constitution. Ayurvedic physicians and healers use their dosha to help identify, customize, and prescribe lifestyle changes and remedies that aim to balance your energies, prevent disease, and preserve health. In this way, doshas are used to personalized medicine. For example, a pitta dosha is linked to premature aging more than those with a kapha dosha. Ayurvedic healers in India use information like this to inform their health advice. Kennedy also experienced the benefits firsthand of the pungent spices so prominent in Indian food and in many cases important Ayurvedic remedies. Turmeric, ginger, nutmeg, and saffron are just a few of the common spices used in Indian cooking that are linked to lowering inflammation, the root cause of chronic diseases and cognitive decline. In this way, what you eat can be directly tied to disease prevention and living a longer, healthy life. What I learned is how food is being used to promote healing, Kennedy says. Dr. Chajar also works with patients in areas of anger management, forgiveness, and stress management. All of these ways, he says, inspire more balance, which he believes is essential to longevity. Mexico. Since Kennedy is the CEO of a hospital in Mexico, and he himself has Mexican roots, he decided to see what he could learn in his own country. In Mexico, he spoke with Mayan shaman Bartolomé Putnahuit, Pedro Bazit, and co-founder of Divine Flavor, and various centenarians about their lives and practices. Like in India, Kennedy says living a life of balance was something the experts he encountered spoke of, even if they didn't use Ayurvedic principles to inspire it. Kennedy says what he learned in Mexico was to be present. Many of the people I met don't focus on yesterday or tomorrow. They focus on today, he says. For many, being part of a close-knit extended family and community are key. Life is lived together, not alone. To this point, a 2019 United Nations report found that living with a child or extended family members was the most common living arrangement for elderly adults in Latin America. Like Indian cuisine, Mexican cuisine traditionally uses lots of health-promoting spices. Cayenne pepper, garlic, cilantro, chipotle powder, and cinnamon are all common spices in Mexican cuisine that are linked to warding off chronic diseases by lowering inflammation. And now, Israel. When you look at Israel on a map, it's right in the middle between Africa, Asia, and Europe. So all of the traders from these regions crossed through Israel and brought their healing traditions along, Kennedy says. Because of this, Israel is really a melting pot of wisdom from all three of these continents. Kennedy says the biggest longevity lesson he learned from Israel was using food as medicine. Yep, food once again. The food in Israel is so incredibly fresh. Fresh vegetables, fruit, and fish are a huge part of the culture. He learned firsthand about the longevity-boosting properties of the Mediterranean diet, 
from experts including Ronit Endeveld, Ph.D., and Director of the Nutrition Division of the Israeli Ministry of Health and School of Public Health and Haifa University. Hundreds of studies have linked the Mediterranean diet, which advocates for lean proteins, whole grains, seafood, and plenty of vegetables, to longevity. There have been studies upon studies that have shown that the Mediterranean diet can lower the incidence of heart disease by as much as 70%. Susan Steinbaum, a cardiologist and the director of Women's Cardiovascular Prevention, Health and Wellness at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York City, previously told well and good. It's why the eating style popular in Israel and other parts of the Mediterranean is so often recommended by doctors in the U.S. And now moving to China. The infamous China study, one of the largest comprehensive studies of human nutrition ever conducted, is what drew Kennedy to China. The study, which collected data from 6,500 adults in 65 prefectures in China over the course of 20 years, was a partnership between Cornell University, Oxford University, and the Chinese Academy of Preventive Medicine. Kennedy spoke directly with lead researcher T. Colin Campbell, Ph.D., who wrote the book, The China Study, to learn more about its findings. Once again, Kennedy says one of the biggest lessons he learned was through food. Dr. Campbell shared with him that one of the major takeaways of the China study is how plant-based eating can protect against chronic diseases, including cancer and heart disease. I saw firsthand what plant-based eating looks like in China by visiting the market, Kennedy said. I was amazed at the incredible variety of vegetables that there were. I had seven different mushrooms in one meal and many different apples and carrots in a huge variety of colors. Kennedy also learned about how traditional Chinese medicine, TCM, is ingrained in many people's daily lives in China. Similar to Ayurveda, TCM focuses on bringing balance to the body. One principle of TCM is qi, which is life energy that runs through the body. TCM doctors and healers often focus on ways to maintain qi through herbs, acupuncture, meditation, and movement. TCM is used prominently to prevent and treat disease and is a cornerstone of longevity in China. Fifth longevity hotspot is Japan. Japan is the home to one of seven blue zones, Okinawa, but Kennedy also spent time in Tokyo and Kyoto, meeting experts including Aketsugu Moriyama, the president of the Cancer Control Society of Japan, Mikako Harada, MD, an oncologist and expert in anti-inflammatory nutrition, and Takafumi Kawakami a mindfulness expert and the deputy head priest of Shukoin Temple in Kyoto, Japan. Kennedy says that the importance of mindfulness was a lesson he took home from Japan, something he saw through the elaborate matcha tea ceremonies that are held as well as in the types of exercises 
that are commonly practiced in the country. Japan is also a culture that really celebrates growing older, as opposed to in the West, where it's sometimes something that's viewed as a negative. Just take respect for the aged day, a national holiday in Japan where the elderly are given gifts from their local government and families gather together to honor their older loved ones. Age specific terminology is used to address older people. This complex of linguistic and social practices contributes to the acceptance and appreciation of old age, the paper reads. Feeling appreciated and valued can lead to feeling happy, which is directly linked to longevity. While all of the places Kennedy visited while filming Healthy Long Life have their own unique ways of life, there are a few commonalities. Living a balanced life and finding ways to manage stress is key. So is eating lots of plants and flavorful herbs. Being connected to others is another way of living each culture valued. So maybe there isn't one big secret to living a healthy long life, but rather a few habits and traditions to cultivate daily. And now expanding on his section on Mexico, four longevity tips inspired by centenarians living in Mexico. We went to Mexico to learn about the builders of the pyramids of Chichen Itza and the Mayan traditions modern-day healers still carry with them, says Kennedy. Mexico has an especially rich history of using medicinal plants, too. While filming the series, Kennedy and his team connected with experts including Mayan shaman Bartome Putdahut, Pedro Batiz, the co-founder of Divine Flavor, and Rosa Contreras Tassada, the nutritionist at Oasis of Hope Hospital. The team also got to know several Mexican centenarians who were eager to share their secrets to living to be over 100 in good health. For Francisco Contreras, MD, an oncologist and surgeon, the longevity secrets of Mexico are simply a way of life. But through his medical knowledge and relationships with centenarians in Mexico, he is well-versed in what lifestyle habits specific to this part of the world are linked to a long, healthy life. Plants are the forefront of every meal. While Mexican restaurants in the States tend to be meat and dairy-centric, Dr. Contreras says traditional Mexican food is often more plant-forward. He says that many dishes are full of vegetables and have very little meat, and that corn, beans, tomatoes, peppers, and mango are all common staples of Mexican cooking. Scientific studies have shown that plant-based diets are linked to lower rates of heart disease, which is the world's leading cause of death. This is because plant-based foods are full of antioxidants, fiber, and healthy fats, which are directly linked to benefiting the heart and thus promoting overall longevity. The way people in Mexico shop for food is very different than in the U.S. too. Dr. Contreras adds, many people don't have big refrigerators or lots of cabinets, so they buy food more frequently, and it's also primarily fresh foods not loaded with chemicals or preservatives. One study found that eating highly processed foods on a regular basis was linked to a 62% increase in relative all-cause mortality risk. This is because highly processed foods often contain corn syrup, sugar, artificial sweeteners, salt, 
coloring agents, and other ingredients that in excess have been linked with various diseases. And spices are vital in traditional Mexican cooking. All spices contain phytochemicals that are very beneficial for us, Dr. Contreras says. He says one spice in particular that's frequently used in Mexican cooking is cayenne pepper. The capsaicin in cayenne pepper is very good for health, he said, and it is believed to help support metabolism and has antioxidant properties. Other ingredients commonly used in Mexican cooking, such as garlic, cilantro, chipotle powder, and cinnamon, are all linked with fighting inflammation. That's critical for supporting longevity, since chronic inflammation can contribute to chronic disease, cognitive decline, and other age-related illnesses. Dr. Contreras also says spirituality is a huge part of Mexican culture, whether it's through organized religion or other beliefs, and he believes this is what makes its centenarians so resilient. Spirituality plays a major, major role in our longevity. When you are spiritually strong, the way you react to crisis is more functional, which in turn affects your immune system. Dysfunctional emotions like anger open the door to disease. Another reason why spirituality is linked to longevity, community connection. One scientific paper found that older adults who were spiritual or religious often were connected to a place of worship, which provides social support. The same researchers also found that older adults who were religious or spiritual had lower levels of stress, another reason why a belief system could be linked to longevity. Mexican culture values the elderly. Both Kennedy and Dr. Contreras say that many Mexicans are intricately connected to their extended family members, and this serves them well in old age. Dr. Contreras adds it's more common for the elderly to live with their kids or grandkids than it is in the U.S. Healthy people living in multi-generational households have been shown to live longer than healthy people living on their own. Honoring the elderly adds to living a long, healthy life because of the joy it brings, says Dr. Contreras. Here's the best part of these longevity secrets. You don't have to live in Mexico to apply them to your own life. Eating plant-forward foods and using spices, connecting to a higher power or purpose, and having close relationships with extended family members are all habits people can apply no matter where they live. Not only will you likely live longer, but it will help ensure the years will be filled with meaning. Charlie Schroeder begins his AARP February 10th article with The first thing I bought when I moved back to Pennsylvania after eight years in Hong Kong was a bag of my favorite potato chips. The second thing I purchased, fearing all of the weight I could gain, was a scale. I had returned to my hometown of Lancaster this past September, in large part to be near my parents. They are both now in their mid-70s and have suffered a number of health issues over the past few years. Rheumatism, neuropathy, hip replacements, back surgery, gallbladder surgery, and one rather painful broken tooth. I want to be near to help them out when they need it. They have done a lot for me, and I think it's time for me to return the favor. But now that I'm back, I'm not concerned just about their well-being. 
I'm concerned about my own, too. Life expectancy in the U.S. peaked in 2014. Today, on average, Americans live roughly as long as they did in 2013. And that's before you account for the pandemic's disastrous effects on older adults. For the planet's wealthiest country, our longevity stats are troubling. Fortunately, I can draw on my years in Hong Kong as I plan for the future. The territory, which is a special administrative region of China, boasts the longest life expectancy of any country or territory on earth. Women live 87 and 6 tenths years on average, while men last 81 and 9 tenths, about 6 years longer than their U.S. counterparts. So, Why do Hong Kongers live so long? And what lessons can we borrow from them to live longer, healthier lives? A diet that is all about balance and pleasure. Dietitians point to the healthfulness of the Hong Kong diet with its emphasis on stir-fries that provide a great balance of high-fiber carbohydrates, brightly colored vegetables, and healthy proteins like fish, tofu, or chicken. But what may be just as important to longevity is how meals are shared family style, with food being a major focus of every day. As Mary Purdy, a Seattle-based registered dietitian, notes, taking pleasure in eating is critical, and bringing a sense of enjoyment to a meal often leads to less overeating. Hong Kongers also tend to eat what's in season, eschewing the processed foods, as in potato chips, Americans are fond of. Their obsession with balance in all things means that overeating, shellfish is the big temptation, is usually swiftly followed by a countermeasure. If you have eaten something deep-fried, for instance, what they call dry-hot food, you are likely to follow it with something cooling, like jingzheng tea, to put the brakes on the unhealthy stuff. While these terms have special significance culturally, they also represent something helpful in terms of their approach to healthy eating, being attuned dish by dish to what you're putting in your body and adjusting plate to plate to maintain your health. Another way Hong Kongers avoid the obesity behind so many Americans' life-shortening illnesses Never supersizing anything. While McDonald's is still one of Hong Kong's most popular restaurants, the portions there are smaller than in the U.S. A medium-sized soda at a Hong Kong Golden Arches, for instance, is about five ounces smaller than a U.S. medium. Want a free refill? Well, you're out of luck. Walking and more walking. At first glance, it doesn't make sense that Hong Kongers would live so long. People work crazy long hours, lead stressful lives in an overpopulated city, live in tiny cramped flats, and breathe polluted air that envelops its skyscrapers in a brownish-yellow haze. But as it turns out, living in congested quarters may be a big advantage because it forces people to get out and walk. A Stanford University study published in 2017 called the Activity Inequality Project. It analyzed mobile phone data from 111 countries and discovered that Hong Kongers topped the list in walking. The average Hong Konger takes 6,880 steps per day, 
roughly 2,100 more than the average American. Not coincidentally, I am averaging 2,272 fewer steps per day since returning home in the fall. They also found more walking correlated with lower obesity rates. Staying cooped up in a tiny flat isn't much fun, so people go outside to stroll the ubiquitous shopping malls, walk the numerous hiking trails, eat dim sum with friends, and buy fresh produce at the local market. Few people drive, so most rely on the city's world-class transportation system, which further increases how much people walk. Okay, so food isn't everything in Hong Kong. Family is extremely important, too. It's quite common for at least two adult generations to live under one roof. The ancient Confucian virtue of respect for one's parents, the elderly, and ancestors means children not only respect their parents, but often support them financially in retirement. Admittedly, this financial burden can cause great stress, particularly for adult children who have kids of their own. But it also fosters a culture in which society collectively cares for the aged. Living in densely populated apartment blocks and crowded flats may also help extended elderly Hong Kongers' lives. There's just less room for loneliness and social isolation, which public health experts say can be as damaging as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. What's more, the city is designed to encourage the social bonds that fend off life-trimming ills like depression, high blood pressure, or dementia. Public spaces inviting older adults to gather dot the city, as do apartment building courtyards, gleaming shopping malls, and overflowing dim sum restaurants. And when elders return home, it's doubtful that their flats are empty. Do kids like helping their aging parents? Sure, some do. Others find it to be a tremendous burden. But as my wife says, children accept that it's their duty, and that duty includes ensuring that their parents keep active. Holding on to lessons learned. When it comes to health, America will never be like Hong Kong, a mostly homogenous, tiny archipelago anchored in the South China Sea, with 7.5 million people living on a total land mass that is less than one and a half times the size of New York City. Its environment, history, laws, and cultures are, of course, vastly different from ours. But we can apply some of their healthy habits. For me, that means being there to help my parents. It also means forcing myself to walk more. Just last week, after I calculated how many steps I had fallen short, I started parking farther away from the grocery store so I can take more steps. My wife and I continue to stir-fry our veggies and eat small portions. Swapping sugary sodas for warm tea has not been easy. But over the years, I have learned to enjoy a cup of jasmine tea. I'm trying to hold on to the art of balance in all things, career, marriage, and frequent doctor's appointments for my parents included. And I am happy to report I haven't had a bag of potato chips in weeks. Summing up, I will admit, there were no real surprises in Kennedy's findings. Living a balanced life, eating a plant-based diet, being connected to family and community are important in the blue zones, and now Hong Kong as well. 
They've also been recommended by health and wellness experts here for quite some time. However, I found the absence of exercise as an important factor in Kennedy's articles rather unusual, considering the emphasis here in the U.S. and the importance of walking in Hong Kong. The takeaway? Well, no strict diets or rigid exercise programs suggested. Simply applying some of the healthy habits to live a more balanced life. Thanks for listening, and until next week, I'm Kathy Van Skoik.